that countdown it says we're doing this hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of unfiltered after a pretty much 10 month hiatus and i just uh <laughs> came back on to the actual internet um a few days ago and just kind of dipping my toes back into the Instagram scene. And honestly, it was just like this immediate call to podcast because I love this medium. I love this way of delivering it. I feel like it's the easiest way to sum up the past 10 months of why the podcast stopped um, right after the podcast came back (laughs) from a little hiatus. And why my content on IG stopped and all of that. And it's really summed up into last July was an extremely difficult time. And I was having a relapse of severe anxiety and panic. And I was almost trying to like numb out by just scrolling Instagram and it was just taking a toll on my nervous system and I decided that I needed to stop and I would just, I wasn't going to use it. I was just going to take a week off and kind of like reset my nervous system and I would say things kind of went downhill and <laughs> here we are 10 months later. Um, but. I'm hoping that this is the birth of getting back into consistent weekly episodes and sharing my journey and sharing all the things I learned. Y'all, I have fucking notes. (laughs) This is the first time ever. Um, I have notes to follow just to kind of keep myself on track. And I'm like, who this? Um, So yeah, I am actually podcasting. So in this past 10 months, let's just like rip the Band-Aid off and go. Um, The podcast has a new home. And I don't mean on the online world. I mean, my recording is in a completely different space. Yes, it is true. We have left Arizona. (laughs) And we moved to Texas. Y'all, I can say y'all now and actually live in Texas. Um, we moved to Texas a few months ago and it is somewhere I never thought that I would live personally. Um, but it's been the greatest, um, adventure and it's just really everything aligned to work out to the point of, you know, even having, leaving Arizona and having to find a new therapist and all of those things, it's just everything is working out and fitting in exactly as it needs to be. So we are Texans now. Um, I honestly, I think part of our journey to Arizona was, it was kind of like the catalyst for my unraveling and being a water sign and being a Pisces. I had to go to the desert <laughs> to dry out, you know, really dry out from all of those things. And now being in Texas, where we live in Houston, and being so close to the coast and all of those things, it's just kind of like my Pisces is just so happy. So that was further down on the notes list, but that feels important to share. Um, 
so yeah, we're really happy here and I'm excited for what the journey is going to bring here and all that. So I even have a cool new um, mic setup and everything because my husband <laughs> works from home and he has my other mic. <laughs> so it kind of works out. Um, so yeah, we moved. Um, all right, let's just kick it off and throw back. So if y'all listened to the last podcast and you know that I was dealing with some severe, severe, severe anxiety, I started trauma treatment last year in March um, in Arizona. I started trauma treatment and everything was going great, you know, and that's kind of how I think every healing journey starts out, right? Is, you know, you're like, okay, great. I'm going to get through this. And my therapist at the time, it was a 25-week trauma treatment plan. And in that time, um, all this, you know, working through, and I'd started the trauma treatment for my birth trauma from eight years ago with the girls. And a lot of things had happened to me at the time. And I felt like that's really where the anxiety and the lack of safety in my body, this medical fear, all these things were like metastasizing inside of me. And, you know, it was a 25-week plan. It was like, great, these are the steps we're going to take. It was very similar. It's very similar to like 12-step programs, right? And it's like, okay, I can do this. And in the process of all that, all of this repressed trauma came to the surface that I didn't realize was even hiding inside of me, that was even trauma inside of my body. And as that all came out, it just, everything got worse. Um, My anxiety increased and I went through periods of just feeling like I was handling it and to periods of where it just literally, it was life consuming. And I wrote on Instagram the other day how the past three years, really since 2019, the end of 2019, it's living has been felt like I'm almost like a burn victim. Like my body's on fire, but I'm also numb. And there's just all this pain inside of me that I can't figure out or control or stop. And I had been diagnosed with PTSD symptoms years ago from the girls' birth trauma, and I did some talk therapy, and, you know, I was like, okay, great, this is it. Like, this is where it goes. And I didn't realize that, you know, you still carry all of that. And one of the books that I've read in the past year is The Body Keeps the Score, and it's a great book to really dive into how unprocessed trauma and really any type of thing that you've experienced stays in the body, and your body holds on to it, and then it comes out in all of these ways. And I've done a lot of research. Um, Honestly, like I feel like I could go to school and like even do like a PhD from the amount of research that I've done trying to out-research myself, but that never helps either. I've done a lot of research on, you know, trauma in the body and what it feels like and how it comes up. And it's just kind of like 
when my anxiety came on full force, I could not stand to be inside of my body. And that is what led me to panic attacks. And I dealt with it in, a, you know, certain ways and things like that, but I didn't have any tools. And now I feel more equipped because I have tools in my tool belt. I kind of just jumped from one thing to another. And that's not really the healthy way to go either. So um, in July, I kind of had a relapse. I was coming up really, I was in that like 18, 19 weeks of my trauma treatment plan. And we started talking about spreading my sessions out instead of going weekly. And shortly after that, um, is when my whole world kind of blew up again. And it started after, um, an estrangement with a family member. And I'll be sharing about that and just, you know, feel like this is kind of like a brief, you know, overview. And that estrangement and the impact on my nervous system that it took just kind of everything collapsed and I couldn't control my anxiety again. I couldn't, I wasn't feeling safe. I was having panic attacks all the time. And I decided that it was time to seek out medication. And on August 3rd, I took my first dose of Zoloft, my first 50 milligrams. And honestly, that was probably the best decision that I could have made. Um, I had researched it. I would researched it. And here's the thing. I had been, you know, I believed that in all this anxiety coming up, that it was this massive, like, spiritual awakening. And, you know, I'd been told these things and told that if I just medicate myself out of it, that I'm going to live this low vibrational life. And honestly, that is simply not true because <laughs> my intuition has never been stronger. Um, it was funny. <laughs> my friend, Mindful Michael, had sent me a text um, because I had sent like a group text to him and my friend Paula of my first Zoloft. And I was like, well, if I become a muggle, here we go. And like two weeks later, he's like – did you become a muggle? Did you realize that it has nothing to do? And honestly, when you're on that much of like an anxiety trip and panic, they're like your intuition, you second guess yourself. So Zoloft kind of leveled the playing field. The only problem with the Zoloft is I am one of those ones where it increased the anxiety and panic. And <laughs> yeah, um, I actually ended up in the hospital in the middle of the night. Which, when you have medical trauma, that's probably the last place you want to end up alone. And I had my first uh, sedative. I had my first Ativan that night um, because I was having rolling panic attacks in the hospital. I would woke up in a panic attack. And because I was having a pain in my chest, it sent me into a spiral that I needed to go to the hospital because I was going to die. And... In the hospital, everything checked out. Everything was, you know, doing good. And 
then the rolling panic attack started because the smell of the hospital, the feel of the blood pressure cuff, the beeping of my heart rate monitor, all of that just, you know, and they were like, hey, do you get anxiety attacks? And I'm like, uh, I told you all when I came in. <laughs> so they gave me an Ativan and it took the edge off. But it was very scary. And they did refer me to a cardiologist to get checked out, which only further traumatized me (laughs) because of all the medical trauma, it literally just aggravated it. Um, And all of the things going to the cardiologist. And if you've ever been to a cardiologist, and you may have a great cardiologist, I had one who was just so busy and... There was a language barrier and, you know, he's just hopping from patient to patient, you know. I present as a perfectly healthy and, you know, but I have this anxiety and this panic that is making my heart rate go crazy. So all of that, I had to fight with insurance to get testing done um, because insurance didn't want to pay for it. I ended up paying out of pocket for testing, which only solidified the fact that not only do we have this healthcare crisis and mental healthcare crisis in America, we just don't take the time for preventative care. Um, When my insurance was like, well, something else needs to happen before we'll give you that test. And I was like, what, like death? You know, it's just we don't We don't want to find out or go seeking on the answers. And I think with the mental health crisis and with so many people having trauma stored in their body and so many things coming up because of that, our healthcare system is not reassuring. But, you know, that's for another podcast. I am thankful that we had the resources and the available funds to cover the costs of the test to bring myself some peace of mind. Um, even though it didn't really, but again, um, after about 10 weeks on the Zoloft, um, a couple months, I started really settling into it. Um, I started really being able to function, um, I guess is a good word. And it took a long time to really regulate it into my body. And now I've been on it um, since August 3rd. So I'll be coming up on a year this August 3rd. And all of the research I've done is it's, you know, especially with PTSD and CPTSD, which is what I struggle with and have, it's best to stay on it for at least 12 to 18 months um, before attempting to go off of it. And honestly, that's going to be, for me, it's going to be really like an intuitive call on when I'm ready to stop taking that every day. Um, The work that I'm doing and the therapy that I'm doing now, and you just need like that grounding. And This kind of goes into the next note bubble that I have on acceptance versus resistance. And I was really resisting everything. I was resisting the things that could help me. I was jumping from, say, coach to coach to spiritual practitioners to all the things to really because it's just – 
It's like throwing the pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks, what's going to help, what's going to help for a little time, and really avoiding that deep therapeutic work that I needed. And I would say my therapist that I had in Arizona, we really started cracking open and diving in. And the therapist that I'm working on now, we're actually working on um, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization. And let me tell (laughs) y'all, if you've never done EMDR, holy shit, (laughs) you don't know the feelings that it brings up. Um, Just by when I practiced the eye, we did a practice of the eye movements and it's like I could feel the anxiety in my body rise and I was like, whoa. Um, But this work is, you know, it's part of acceptance and accepting that this is a condition that I'm dealing with. And this is part of my journey. It's part of my story. It's part of who I am at this point. And that's okay. That's okay. And instead of resisting it and, you know, falling into listening to anyone else outside of myself, because not having that sense of self and that trust in myself and that, you know, security in my own body it just creates more resistance, which creates more tension. It creates more anxiety and all of that. And I think the biggest thing, and especially with embracing this move to Texas and all of the things that that entailed is really accepting that and celebrating these moments and just learning to even coming on the podcast and being able to just sit here and be grounded in this present moment to share this with whoever's going to listen to it, it's so different than it would have been a year ago or even a few months ago because I do have this level of acceptance and this level of I can share the things and not feel the shame, the anxiety, the fear, all bubbling up to the surface. Um, So that's really where, you know, how my journey kind of took a turn and I really had to take a step back from everything and I had to go into, I had to go into the darkness to swim out into the light again and find that light again. And just be really, you know, I don't recommend being super disconnected because being disconnected from everything it's not the best. <laughs> I would say of a secure, you know, secure um, family structure in our house. Like my husband is super supportive. My kids are super supportive. All of that. And oh, probably that's a whole nother episode as well. But disconnecting from the world, it does also take a toll because it feels very lonely and it feels hard to get out of the crater. Um, So yeah, but outside of our move, and I wanted to keep this short and sweet, so I'm going to wrap it up. But um, I shared in the notes just to share a little bit about, you know, what we've done for the past 10 months. And I put finding joy in the moments And our move was number one. Um, It was a stressful time, but it was a really exciting time. It was a very quick move. (laughs) Um, We celebrated Christmas in the Grand Canyon, which was awesome. I highly recommend 
first of all, visiting the Grand Canyon. Second of all, if you visit the Grand Canyon when there's snow, holy shit, it's gorgeous. And after not seeing snow for a couple years, the kids were super excited. We did this whole thing. We went to Flagstaff and we went to this North Pole experience and there was snow outside and there was Christmas lights and it was just like fucking magical. It was almost like straight out of a Hallmark movie. Um, but the Grand Canyon really was amazing. We stayed in the Grand Canyon Park and there was deer and elk outside of our um, hotel and it just – it was really an awesome experience so that is what we did for Christmas, and we at the time, we did know that we were moving to Texas, and we wanted to visit. The, we didn't come all the way to Arizona to not visit the Grand Canyon. Um, we did our also our annual Halloween camping, and that was amazing. I rode my bike at night, <laughs> and I was so proud of myself. Um I did start riding my bike in this anxiety, you know, swirl, and that became like very healing in like that inner child, just activating that. Um, I rode this zip line at a playground and, you know, it was pretty badass. Um, I have been homeschooling our kids. I feel like I'm talking super fast because I don't want to keep this super long, but homeschool has been a fucking journey. And, um, we're still trying to decide, you know, if we're going to continue to homeschool or if we're going to, you know, go back to a regular traditional school message. Um, I believe in public education. I believe in all of those things. Um, however, I do think there are there are better ways, and everyone has to make the choice for themselves. And you know, especially in the wake of. I'm recording this after the Texas school shooting and that really it, it's hard. It's hard to say, yeah, I'm going to send my kids back to school in August and some people don't have a choice. So I know I'm very privileged in that sense that I have the choice to continue to homeschool and all of that. But yeah, homeschool has been an adventure. Um, we finished building our pool in Arizona. We finished building our pool in September and then we moved. <laughs> um, and we actually just finished our pool build in Houston because we moved in a time when the housing market is fucking blowing up and yeah, finding a house with everything we wanted and a pool was like the magical unicorn in the forest. We had to bid on so many houses. Um, the market was just absolutely insane and ooh, I hope that's not too loud. Um, but yeah, I love our pool. It's, oh my God, it's so, it's just, the fish in me is like, let me just swim in my pool all day long. Um, and last on the list, I have yoga. <laughs> um, I shared on Instagram, yoga it has been a lifesaver and before I recorded this podcast, I did yoga to really move that energy. And I'm so thankful for my teacher, Mindful Michael. Um, Mindful Michael has Patreon and Instagram. And honestly, you have to join us. It's so – the yoga is just so fucking good. It's always exactly what I need. I haven't been able to join live in the past two months because Mason's been doing soccer and it's on Saturday morning. But – 
I have all these recordings and I do yoga five times a week. And honestly, I'll probably do a whole podcast on yoga and I'll probably ask Michael to come on and share just because it's been so life-changing. I also did some metaphysicals with Michael before I left Arizona and that's a whole nother episode as well. I feel like I keep saying that, but yeah. Yoga is a lifesaver and a life changer. And I never thought I would be the one to say that, but here we are. Never say never because you'll end up living in Texas and loving it and you'll end up doing yoga and loving it and all of that. But I'm going to wrap this up as we are almost going on 25 minutes. But thank you for listening and thank you for those who have continued to listen to the podcast. I was, you know, who knows if they're bots or what they are, but when I logged in, it's still being listened to. Um, And that is simply amazing. But I hope that you all keep continuing to tune in and continue on this journey. I will be sharing about all these things and really just becoming more solidified in having these unfiltered conversations on not only my experience, but the experience of the systems around us and how it's, you know, impeding, you know, we talk about healing and healings are big buzzwords and all this and we need better systems and structures in place to continue that. And I hope that this platform only encourages that. So thank you all for listening. And I am sending all the love and all the light. Bye.